0: This year I turned 40 years old, and for any of you out there who have also celebrated such a milestone, you understand that this is the point of your life when you reflect back on things to kind of assess how you're doing, where you thought you might be when you were a younger person, and where you would like to continue to grow to for the second half of your life. As I was cleaning out my closet recently, something you find yourself doing more and more as a 40-year-old, I came across my writing book from when I was 10 years old, 30 years ago, and I sat down to see what I had written oh so long ago and I was kind of hoping I would find some sort of a gem that was truly hilarious or absolutely revealing about the adult that I would become. But what I found was that when I was 10 years old, I was obsessed with Freddy Krueger, a handful of cartoon characters, Pee Wee Herman, and Alf. 1988 was a leap year represented by the Roman numerals M-C-M-L-X-X-X-V-I-I-I. That saw Ivana Trump become a U.S. citizen? Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North indicted for defrauding the U.S. government amid the Iran-Contra scandal? NASA scientist James Hansen testifying to the U.S. Senate that man-made global warming had started? Kuwait Airways Flight 422 hijacked for 16 days over three continents, McDonald's opening doors in its first communist nation, Belgrade, Yugoslavia, and the Chicago Cubs playing their first night game ever at Wrigley Field against the New York Mets and winning 6-4. George H.W. Bush beat Michael Dukakis in the presidential elections. As Sonny Bono was elected mayor of Palm Springs, California. Popular songs of the year were Need You Tonight by NXS, Got My Mind Set on You, George Harrison, Sweet Child O' Mine, Guns N' Roses, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car, Billy Ocean, Hold On to the Nights, Richard Marks, and Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bobby McFerrin. The world of music said goodbye to Roy Orbison, Andy Gibb, and the jazz trumpeter Chet Baker, while welcoming the incomparable Adele, who, unfortunately, has been ruined for me by every grocery store in the nation. Memorable films born in 1988? Cocktail, Rain Man, Coming to America, Big, Twins, Die Hard, The Naked Gun, Crocodile Dundee 2, Short Circuit 2, Beetlejuice, A Fish Called Wanda, Scrooged, Willow, Young Guns, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, The Great Outdoors, Child's Play, and License to Drive. Along with the fine actors, Jesse Plemans, Haley Joel Osment, Michael Cera, Alana Masterson, and Emma Stone. As Halloween is right around the corner, a time of year that makes me feel like a kid again, I thought it would be fun to masquerade as a younger Albert Einstein and share excerpts from this writing book. This is Decennial. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to remind you that all this stuff was written when I was 10 years old. So, please forgive the lameness of my storytelling, my terrible grammar, and most importantly, my use of popular characters that hopefully won't get me sued. Again, this came from my 10-year-old mind. I just thought it would be fun to share with you all. So... The first entry in this book, which actually has illustrations that I'm going to include on the cover of this episode. So enjoy that, and I will explain when certain pictures come up in our stories. So the first entry is called Wings, and it goes like this. Hello, my name is Corwin Cooper, and I have a weird but true story to tell you about myself. It all started when I was 12 years old. Corwin, come down for breakfast. Okay, Mom, I'll be right there. When I was brushing my teeth, I saw some wings like eagles in the background. I turned around and saw nothing. I turned back and I saw them again in the mirror. I blew up. Jack, my brother, If it's you who's doing this, I'll kill you, you dope. Then I found out they were my wings. I had grown them. Maybe I had caught a disease I call birditis, which means to grow wings from a bird with a contagious disease. And when I got downstairs, it was just as I thought. My parents and my brother laughed until their eyes watered. My friend Jim met me on our way to school. What is that gruesome thing, said Jim. I replied, that's the wings I grew overnight. Jim also mumbled, is it contagious? I sighed, I don't know, but first I want to find out if it will ever go away. We'll go to the library after school, I shouted as we parted to classes. Everything was fine until math. The teacher said, Corwin, come up and do number 20 and take off that ridiculous coat. No. Why? Uh, oh yes, uh, it's, um, freeze day. Really? Yes, and if I take it off, I'll, um, freeze to death. It says so in the Bible. Uh Uh-huh. Well, what chapter? I want to find out if I should take off my jacket. Come on, I've had enough fooling around. Either you take it off now or detention for the rest of the month. Okay, but if I die, I'm after you. Don't worry, I think you'll live. So, I took off my jacket, and it was just like this morning. Kids were cracking up. Well, when Jim and I arrived at the library... We found out that birditis was contagious. Whoa, get away, Jim said. But it was too late. He had grown wings too. We read on. It said, Birditis never goes away once you have it. Jim couldn't stand his parents when he got home. So, we got a taxi to the airport, and that brings us back here. Jim and I just started our own airlines. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the story. This is Corwin Cooper signing off. The end. And the illustration that goes with the story is the half-man, half-airplane with wings that you'll see on your cover. What's next? It seems my teacher had us take the lyrics from the song My Favorite Things and replace them with our own favorite things. My apologies to Rogers and Hammerstein. My favorite things. Peaceful nice nature and cloudy cool plane trips, big money poker, sweet tasting peaches, truthful telling encyclopedias watching Garfield's videotapes, these are a few of my favorite things. Terrible rhyme scheme. Next verse. Keen neat baseball cards and fun-filling soccer, neat weird science and awesome fun kiting, totally cool roller coasters, awesome-tasting macaroni, these are a few of my favorite things. Last verse. Very funny jokes and singing good songs, funny joyful DJ Jazzy Jeff and great entertaining John Larroquette, both names misspelled, These are a few of my favorite things. Year 2158, the latest scientific experiment. Arfred and Nicole are arguing about their ideas. Listen, Nikki, I have a perfect idea. A baby formula. A what? What do you mean, milk? Don't worry, it's already been invented. Arfred, I think you left your brain in school on Friday. No, it's not for babies, but it will keep us, or anybody else, the same age they are now. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. Who wants to stay young? I certainly don't. I want to be an adult and live my life how I like. Stupid, stupid, stupid. When you're a kid, your parents provide you with everything. Food, toys, water, everything. All right, why don't we try both and see which is better? Okay, I'll go first, announced Arfred. Well, here we are, mumbled Nicky. I told you. What fun is this? We're supposed to be 40. I should look like Nancy Reagan and I'm still 10. What do you mean not fun, screamed Arfred? It's fabulous. We can still go on scary rides, eat junk food, and we can still be childish. You know, Arfred, this is pretty fun, but mine is going to be better. Now where are we? asked Arfred. Arfred, you're such an idiot. We're in our form of adults. Oh, here's where we work. Work? There is no way I'm going to work. I'm a kid and I ain't working, and that's that. I guess we shouldn't bother time, sighed Nicole. Yeah, we'll get through it in time. Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible story. This story doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't go anywhere. There's no plot. There's no conflict. I don't understand. Oh, I'm so sorry, folks. Next story. All right, okay. Maybe this one will be a little bit better. The old trunk. Hello. I am King Gregory. I only have a little while, but let me spare you this. The story I'm about to tell you has adventure and danger. It tells about just how I became king. It was on February 3rd. Come on, Greg, you choose. No, you're the guest, you decide. It was an awful day. It had been raining since dawn, And my friends and I were bored to the maximum. Until I had an idea. Hey guys, I announced. Do you want to try to open that old trunk covered with sheets in the attic? Josh, one of the friends, said, Okay, but let's do it fast. I have to be home for dinner in an hour. We tried chisels, saws, jacks, mallets, and hammers. Finally, five minutes later... I found the key, covered with mud, water, and muck. When we opened it, a big bright light flashed out. We also heard a voice laugh. Hoo-hoo-hoo, please follow me. Kenny, my other friend, said, That voice sounds like Roger Rabbit. Bingo, said Roger. Yo, Rog, What exactly is it that you actually want us to follow you for? I'm so glad you asked. You see, this guy, Judge Doom, has kidnapped my wife, Jessica, and I'll give you $995,762,549,002 if you bring her to me. Okay, Roger, how do we find this Doom dork? It's easy. Be like the Muppet Babies. This is Toontown, you know. Just imagine it, and you'll be there. Too awesome. Let's go, guys. Okay, according to Roger's map, we meet Snoopy the dog, who will tell us where to go next. Is this the place? Asked Josh. I answered, ask Kenny. He's the Snoopy whiz. Kenny replied, this is certainly the place. Red Doghouse, house, case of root beer, and you blockhead. Yes, this is obviously the place. Are you guys Greg, Josh, and Kenny? Yes, and you're Snoopy, right? Right. All right, you're probably in a hurry. So, go to the hole of Bugs Bunny. Take a left and go a mile straight and you'll come to a dark forest. Just follow the blackness until it's pitch dark. There will be three traps and you made it. Just rescue Jessica, and you get the cash. So, we're in the scary forest, and... Ah! Oh my god, it's Freddy Krueger! We ran so fast, the Flash would be a jealous dog. Anyway, the second trap just met us. It was easy. You know that one guy with no skin? You may have heard of him. Skeletor? He's on the cartoon He-Man. He's a wimp. Pee-wee Herman could beat him up. Now we came to the third trap. It was weird. It was Roger saying for us to turn left and we'd get more money. We were about to go, then I yelled, Stop! This is our third trap, to turn us back from Judge Doom. We used camouflage, camouflage misspelled to say camouflage, to get into the castle. We rescued Jessica and got her back to Roger. With my share of the money, I am what I am now. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Please, Disney, don't sue me. North Pole Nightmare, Part 1 It was two nights before Christmas, and Santa was so tired from all the traffic on the way to Kmart to go Christmas shopping. He wanted to take a nap. A horrid nap. You see, there's this guy with razor fingernails on his right hand. He wears a dirty old brown hat and a rotten red and green sweater. And he gets into dreams and makes them nightmares. His name is Freddy Krueger. Getting back to the story, Freddy came into Santa's dream. And the first thing he said was, Well, fat man, last year I didn't get a present. I'll just have to rip you off this year. You put on some weight. I like the way you were last year. Ha <laughs> With these knives, he chops Santa's best belt. Good thing this didn't really happen, because if it did, Santa's pants would fall down. But to be on the safe side, Santa had Rudolph and his red nose keep him awake. The end Or is it? God, I hope I got an F on this paper. This is terrible. Those stories are terrible. Ah, yes. Five paragraph essays. The cornerstone of every public elementary school. This essay is about soda pop, which where I grew up was really just called pop. Soda pop. My principal has stated that we cannot have soda pop in our lunch. He thinks that soda pop has too much sugar, has too many calories, and is hard to dispose of the cans by burning. I agree with him. I think that soda has too much sugar because since pop has been around, people have gained weight and sugar causes people to be rather large. I also know it has too much sugar because sugar makes you hyperactive and after people drink it, they become very active. Plus, sugar is bad for your teeth and dentists have proof that soda is doing this. The explanation for calories is if you get the urge to run after you drink soda, the calories burn to have you sweat and could cause a cramp in your body. There are 75 calories in soda. I don't think that that is scientifically correct, but that's what I said. So it would take an hour and 15 minutes for that to burn off in your body. And that would make you feel like the things above for a long while. Lastly, it's hard to dispose of the cans by burning. People can take cans to the nearest grocery store and put them in the recycling machine to get money. When you burn cans, it gives off a gas that smells awful. It is also hard to get it out of the melting spot. I have no idea what I mean there. Plus, it is a waste of fuel and matches to light it. Furthermore, I agree with the principle with the reasons here. I hope you are too. Just remember the things about soda so you can be the way you want to. The Reasons to Have Gum Recently, my parents said I couldn't eat or buy gum. They said it was unhealthy, a waste of money, and it caused litter. I disagree with that. I don't believe it's unhealthy. Not all gum has sugar. Chewing gum is good for your jaws. Lastly, it helps to keep you calm. I disagree that it is a waste of money. It costs 35 cents a pack and gives you 15 pieces. Besides, one piece lasts a long time. I don't believe chewing gum causes litter. People put it in the wrapper. Not all people throw it around. It helps things stay in the garbage by sticking it on the side of the can. These are my reasons for the best of gum. I'm going to give this to my parents. Then they will say it is not a waste of money and it is not unhealthy and it doesn't cause litter. Okay, next we have a free-form two-verse poem called Way Down Deep. Underneath the ocean, way down deep, in the weeds, in the sand, in the muck, lives a shark that eats meat. He is very fat and his flippers are flat. In killing, he gets lots of luck. He's 18 years and he lives in the mold. To animals, he's just a dumb schmuck. Underneath my house, way down deep in the water and the rats, spiders are left for keep. Where it's yucky to go, you never see snow, and you cannot feel the wind blow. And the illustrations that go along with this terrible poem are the fish in shark that you see on the cover, and the man in blue with a high butt, and the giant spider looking at a mouse. Okay, just a little more terrible prose for you. I could see why Sylvia Plath commits suicide. Here is a four-verse poem titled, If I Were in Charge of the World. If I were in charge of the world all chocolate sundays would not be very swirled, where boys wouldn't be bad and bikers wouldn't be rad and garbage bags wouldn't be glad. If I were in charge of the world, it would be easy to get dates with girls, where most things would be made out of metal and no thinking like Hansel and Gretel. If I were in charge of the world, Pluto would not be a world, because Pluto's a dog and he eats like a hog, Plus, he might bite you. Besides, if he howls, he'll fright you. If I were in charge of the world, every pigtail would be curled. And technically speaking, it would be a great world. Okay, let's see what trademark I violate in this story. Grommets with a Z. A grommet is a very furry thing with big eyes, a big nose, and they're always saying... Hiya, I'm going to tell you a story about Grommy Grommets. It all started when he was out with his good friend Alf. Ha, that was a good one, said Alf, as Grommy told the joke. You all know the story of Gordon Shumway, Alf, right? He rode his spaceship from Melmac alone and he landed in the roof of the Tanners. But Grommy was with Gordon when they landed on Earth. They weren't together when they crashed because the ship cracked in half. Gordon landed in the Tanners and Grommy landed in a police office. Grommy became a cop and he was a darn good one. He caught so many criminals, there were no crimes for two straight years. On July 10th, 1987, Grommy had the scariest job of his career. Grommy had to stop the new gang called Black Blood from tearing up the city. Grommy went out and ran into them. He said, Come with me quietly. They had hidden spray paint behind their backs for a moment and then took him out. They put a mohawk on Grommy and made his face purple, black, red, blue orange, yellow, brown, pink, gold, and silver, instead of green, his real color, and took his gun. Grommy knew it would be dangerous to have a bunch of punks with the revolver. He tracked them down and fought fire with fire. For the 500th time, he said, you have the right to remain silent. Whatever you say can and will be used in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. Now spread your legs and hands against the wall. He arrested all those scum buckets. Then he came up to the toughest part of the year. Alf did something illegal, as usual, and Grommy was sent out to get him. He really didn't want to arrest his friend, so he quit being a cop, and Alf and Grommy went back to Melmac in a rocket. The end. Moments of Hesitation For some time, I have been wanting to go fishing. I've been practicing in the house for weeks. I've been so expletive mad I couldn't go fishing, and my brother could. I could just hear him talking in that hot-shot fisherman way about how much fun he had. My dad told me I wasn't old enough to hold the pole. That was the main problem. I have been wondering how it really is to catch a fish. I see my brother on videotapes, but it's just not the same. Now I'm in the car worrying about what it's going to be like. All I have to do is catch a fish. Now we only have five minutes left to fish. Come on, fish, start biting. Then I finally caught one, a beautiful sunfish, and I was proud. That's probably the most honest, best writing in this book so far. And the illustration that you'll find from it is the TV with a picture of a fish on a pole, and you can see a VCR with a play, rewind, and fast-forward button. So all I can say about this masterpiece is that the title is English Page 116. Yesterday, when I came home from school... I had discovered the door to my room was opened. I thought the dog had pushed it open, but I covered my eyes. When I opened the door, the room was a mess. Mom, if you're listening, I did clean my room that morning. Crayons, paper, and glue were on my bed, floors, and even on the goldfish. I felt like I had been dreaming or that I had died and not gone to heaven. I wanted to move to the coast of France, but I can't pronounce the words. The last thing I felt like was taking a rifle and killing myself. I decided that my room will be locked at all times. Plus, my sister will not be allowed in here, and then my sister walked in. I yelled at her. She held something up, and she said she had made it for me, and had to borrow my glue. I thanked her, but I did have to punish her. We were friends again. The end. And there you have it. I'm delighted to find that my writing has gotten better in the past 30 years, though from where it was, I didn't really have that far to go. Albert Einstein was no child prodigy, and I'm no Albert Einstein so I hope that you'll forgive the fact that our Season 2 finale will not come out on schedule. But with good reason this time, because I will be traveling abroad for both pleasure and research for future episodes. But don't worry, the finale is recorded, it just won't be completely edited before I leave. But I promise you, it will be well worth the wait. Featuring actual child prodigies, teenage avant-garde master talents. Like to help us keep the curiosities coming? Please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform, and don't forget to visit scatteredcuriosities.com for exclusive free downloads and to donate to the show.